Greetings and salutations, happy listeners. Welcome to SMT, a brand spanking new podcast that is part of the Travelogue Media Network. I'm Natty. And I'm Nigel. And we're curators of all things on the fringe, bordering on the edges of reality and the surreal. We're here to question that which questions reality. We'll be debunking the debunkable and unbunking the legit and asking, what makes the things the things? Yes, all the things. Let's set off on the maiden voyage of the HMS SMT. In this epi, we're deconstructing between fact and fiction of the Mothman, Pakanaho, Chubacabra, and the Okapi, or otherwise known as cryptids. And what exactly are cryptids? Well, they're animals that are that have been claimed to exist, but haven't been actually proven to exist. So, I see. Yes. So, Nigel, would you like to jump right in with the Mothman? The Mothman, right? The Mothman. Now, I have to set I, I have to set the stage for the Mothman, um, and I want to tell you about. Uh, West Virginia, where some of the original sightings were. And uh, just, um, have you ever been to West Virginia, Natty? I haven't. I haven't, Nigel. Okay. Well, it's, um, I've driven through West Virginia and it's, well, it's just a very creepy, eerie place. I, I, I had this sensation uh, driving through it a couple of, on a couple of different occasions, just that something was kind of following you around, lurking in the forest. Really? Yeah. So I mm -hmm. was just praying that I would not run out of gas in West Virginia <laughs> and have to... Uh, <laughs> not not someplace you want to go at night then. No, 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 no. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't have that, uh, interest <laughs> in, in staying too long in West Virginia. So, and no so, offense, no offense, but, uh, if anyone lives in West Virginia, that's, you know, I don't, I don't mean to. How, how I, late were you out at night? Well, it wasn't, um, it was, it was during the day, maybe may actually been like late evening. Like it was, but it wasn't dark. It wasn't yet dark. And I would, I can't even imagine driving through West Virginia in, oh you know, at this night. You have that to would just add an extra layer to it. It just, uh, yeah. We must go there together. Well, okay. Yeah. If you, I'm just giving you just a fair, I'm just said. giving you a fair warning. <laughs> just because you said <laughs> it's not someplace you want to go. And now I want to go. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. Duly noted. Okay, so you've been warned. Okay. But uh, the reason I... Okay, so I would bring up West Virginia because this is the location of some of the first Mothman sightings. And Mothman, of course, is like one of the... I would say he's a... I don't know, by now, as far as in the cryptid world, and I feel like this is a new... Uh, this is a su subject that's gaining a little bit more interest but this is one of the more well-known i think mm -hmm. i could i could be wrong about that but uh, if if you know cryptids you know you know the mothman and um but we're going to point pleasant west virginia okay so near the ohio border mm -hmm. and this is in, in 1966 um where there were various uh sightings of the Mothman. 1966. 1966. So there um, any correlation to the flower children? <laughs> I don't know if, I don't, I'm not sure flower power had reached this particular geographical area. I could be, I could be wrong about that. I could be, but. Couldn't be like hallucinogens. Okay. All well, right. There is a possibility. That is, that is one, that is one hypothesis. Yes. <laughs> Um, whatever the case may be, there were various sightings of this creature who uh, which was, you know, glowing coal red eyes was this, was the, you know, one of the 
defining features everyone described wow. the, these these burning coal red eyes the hellfire within hellfire yes hellfire think hellfire and you got this and this this creature this humid 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 thank you thank you natty humanoid yes it was a human humanoid figure but it was much taller than the average human you know six seven feet perhaps oh my yeah, it was it was tall. Very uh, long. Had a large, yeah. very large wingspan. Gigantic. Yeah, black, you know. Um, and uh, I think that there were a couple. There were two couples out one evening, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, run out and about for a good bit of fun, and um, and on. they both witnessed this creature, and uh, you know, just hovered up above in front of their windshield, and like. Uh, and then and then went up or something, and it, you know, could, you can imagine it gave them f- quite a shock, and they turned around and got on the highway, and and they noticed that it was pursuing them, and the, so they they sped off as fast as they could. And this was, I think, it was a '57 Chevy. They were just bolting down the highway. This thing was in pursuing them, didn't mm-hmm. have any trouble keeping up with them, and they were going full speed. Uh, so whether or not there were, there were any drugs involved, they, they did later report this <laughs> sighting to the police. So okay, they were uh, not afraid of what they might have taken that night. Yeah, not nothing like a little adrenaline to kind of bring things back into clearer focus. Perspective, um, yes. <laughs> so, but these weren't the only people that saw, that saw this thing. There were a number, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of sightings of the Mothman, you know, all throughout, all throughout the year. And then, um, they sort of came, they sort of stopped. And then another, um, there was, I think another incident in 1967 when there was a, a, tra- a, a tragedy occurred on the bridge uh, um, in December of that year. And uh, it was like a whole year ahead. And that's kind of what they depicted in the movie that we watched together. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 well, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get into that. We, what we did there, there was a, there was a, an accident on in 1967, a bridge collapsed 46 people were killed. Two of the bodies were never found. Mm. And this may have sort of faded into obscurity had it not been for this, uh, this author, uh, John Keel, who is one, well, his most famous work, of course, is The Mothman Prophecies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have not read The Mothman, the book, The Mothman Prophecies. So, neither have I. We yeah, we'd love to hear from listeners. Anyone who's read the the book, we'd love to hear from you. We did watch the movie, however, and yeah, uh, we well, what did you think, Natty? What was well, what I got, from, <laughs> what I got from it was that Mothman, while while people saw it, seemed to be more of almost like an apparition rather than a. I don't know that anyone mm-hmm. actually described it besides that gal who saw it in the tree mm-hmm. um, as a solid figure because it, it was it they because of the way it would appear and they all did describe the red eyes the yeah. eyes of hellfire <laughs> um <laughs> but they didn't uh it, it i don't know they'd i would like to read the actual articles that this is based on that his mm-hmm. work is based on um it it almost, like I said, it just almost seemed more apparition-like, kind of like those, those the Mothmen of Tibet. Oh, know? they yes. have their own version of Mothmen. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because, it, yeah, yeah. It's in uh, what in the in the in the let's get the the movie was sort of less. I don't know, like you said, it was like sort of less focused on the actual creature. Like there were some drawings of it. Um, from the you know the the woman who played the wife of Richard Gere's character, and and she you know she had 
sketched it in her in her notebook and that kind of thing but like apart from that there's like this other character it was like i wasn't quite sure if that was supposed to be the mothman or if that was another phenomenon happening anyways just really no he he did say it was he believed it was the mothman because he finally did have didn't he he had a vision yeah of it and then his ear bled yeah so on these visions they were like predictions of uh tragedies so it was like the question was you know is this a harbinger of doom or is it some creature that's trying to you know warn people of you know war you know warm warn them of the harm the tragedy to come and maybe they can prevent it or at least that was the idea I took I took it as that the Mothman is friendly and trying to warn people because okay. he kept saying like that one gal he's like you know um, wake up number forty seven right you know and and I just you know compared to what I've read other articles seen in documentaries about Mothman around the world like the child eating Tibetan Mothman um, <laughs> you. <you're> gonna- <laughs> Our our version is so just seems I mean he's formidable a formidable character, but he seems more of a I don't know a warning sign and I take that as you know take take care mm-hmm. kind people you're about to all die kind mm-hmm. of thing <laughs> even though it's you know yeah do me yeah it's hard to it's hard to get a sense of that what was the message. Like there was another podcast I listened to recently. Like this is why I th- I'm thinking that there is, there could be a resurgence of interest in the Mothman and other cryptids. But uh, there was another podcast where some writer jur- journalist was kind of uh, talking about one of the reports. Someone, someone who had reported encountering this cold character who is in the movie. Mm. Um. And I can't remember the name for something cold <laughs> who was communicating with him telepath- telepathically. And he was describing this experience where he arrived in this, I don't know, spaceship, maybe <laughs> some kind of craft really? that was not uh, <laughs> I, it was I, unknown. I, yeah. So, uh, but now it's what, all the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> well, very yeah. We we it's can only we, we can only guess. It's certainly mysterious. But you're now you're describing this other thing. That's this other Mothman from Tibet. Now, what what's? It's called. A, they call them Tulsas. T u l s a. And they there's a there was. I remember reading there was a particular village, and you know that it was concentrated in and again in in their actual accounts the people describing what they were seeing that it was more of an apparition but the the shape of it the wingspan um it crouched more and waited at night for the kids so a lot of the villagers would never let their children out because you know they would be you know eaten unpleasant oh yikes yeah that uh... uh they described red eyes um, but it was, there was no warning. Mm. It was like, well, you've let your children run amok and now I'm going to eat them. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, not a pleasant Mothman. That's just that. No yeah. No. Warning, nothing. Well, so there, while, while there is a little bit of ambiguity, amb- <laughs> ambiguity about, uh, the, you know, the intent of the, uh, the, 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 the Mothman cited in U.S., and there's no there's no uh, mistaking that this this uh, Tibetan uh, creature is is out to get your children and is very uh, most definitely angry. evil. Evil. Yeah, he is evil. very evil and is angry about something. Whereas I I look at our Mothman as hello <laughs> shiny people our, you are about our, be- to our beloved Mothman. <laughs> 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 well, it might be something as like you know. There, there's always going to, when you when you have when you're talking about cryptids. Anytime you're ca- talking about cryptids, there's always going to be the more level-headed, like uh, r- r- more science 
based uh, rational explanations for mm-hmm. what could be occurring. And one of those is that it, uh, what people were in fact seeing was a, a, uh, a sandhill crane. A crane. A crane. It was just very, a very, you know, very large bird, not native to West Virginia, but it, there c- could have been, it was possible that these sandhill cranes could have been migrating into into West Virginia at this at this particular time and that's what in fact people were seeing at least according to some people but wouldn't and, you see a beak yeah that's well yeah a good point very good point uh, yeah you would probably you would think Large. you would think somebody would have described yeah and it had a beak and this is not what people were you know this is not yeah. the description it did have a large wingspan and, you know, red markings around the eyes. So the, sh- the general shape might have, you know, might have uh, been similar to what people were describing. But uh, well, And yet, yet I have to go in <clears throat> and I have to think about that. And even if it had red markings around the eyes, at night, red is very hard to pick up on. Right. Unless it's glowing with hellfire. yeah the unmistakable hellfire the unmistakable i mean if it's glowing it's got to be hellfire right right well you have some glow sticks those are fun but yeah well we're gonna talk about some more um well not hellfire exactly but (laughs) some some uh, a menace to uh uh, at least a Mankind. possible a possible menace to <laughs> humans <laughs> uh, but we're gonna, co- we're gonna yes we're gonna talk about some uh some other creatures that you definitely want to be be aware of after after this short break SMT is a member of the Travelog Media Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider supporting our work with a purchase from the online shop at Spring. You can find that link in the show notes. And as a special thanks to listeners on International Podcast Day, we're offering a 10% discount on all merch on the online shop through September 30th. Just enter the promo code IPD10 at checkout. Offer expires October 1st. We're back from our break and ready to explore the legend of the Pacanaho. And the this what creature, kind of the what did you say? The Pac, the Pacanaho. Ah, the Pacanaho. Okay, I thought you said something yeah. else. Oh, I'm sure you did, Nigel. <laughs> I'm sure you did. All right. What is <laughs> what is this? Uh, what's a, what's this creature about? Well, it's this is a. This is a new cryptid to me, um, and it's a, a, a mythical creature that is a legend that originated out of the Yakima tribes located in the northwestern United States, specifically okay. up in the Washington area. And let me point out the Washington area. Let's face it. A lot of strange things come out of there. It's, but, the, it's the water. <laughs> <laughs> it's the all water. that dampness just yeah. blessed us. Right, right. Um but it's so it's so fun because I, when I was looking up how this originated, I was brought to this author that I've um, been speaking to, um, Adrian, Adrian Mayer, mm-hmm. and she wrote um, this. All this information is is found in her book Fossil Legends of the First Americans. Again, that is by Adrian Mayer, okay. and she's talking about in her book how, you know, this. The, the name translates to rough-looking bird or crooked beak. Hmm. And it's this large prehistoric bird that is uh, flightless, you know, runs around on the ground and has this thick beak that resembles those, you know, those 
puffin penguins that that are off the coast of Washington. Have you ever seen them? Puffins. Yeah. Puffins. I, I, yeah. Yeah. The I get you. Those... Little races. Right. And, well, this bird, this Pacanaho, actually, I think it's very cute because it's <laughs> it's got this this puffin like beak. It's huge. Now it does stand six to seven feet and weighs in at about three hundred fifty pounds. Mm. And has, you know, the big, beefy ostrich body with velociraptor-type legs and feet. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a little scary, but it's kind of cute. Uh, the kinds <laughs> of tracks that it was described by the tribal members were three-toed tracks. And apparently there were some members of the Yakima tribe that visited a muse- museum up north and that had a display of an actual prehistoric bird named the Diatrima gastronis, and they freaked out. And they said that the bird on display was the thunderbird of their legends, or ah. the pocket bird. Yes. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So now there is some discrepancy as to whether they believed the bird was also considered a terror bird. And terror after re- bird. Yes. After reading more about all these different giant birds that many tribes have described as either thunderbirds or terror birds, they kind of have two different views of them in their mythology. And if you're dealing with the Thunderbirds, and depending on the region or the tribe itself, they can be symbols of power, protection, or they can be warnings of death and or war. Mm. But the Terrorbirds are exactly what they, it sounds like, you know, they're, they're going to eat you. They're going to terrorize you and eat you. Yeah. And eat you. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know, more, more creatures that may eat you. Um, and they're <laughs> The related legends of other terror birds are like the Kalu of the Micmac tribe in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island area, and the pterodactyls of Aztec mythology, otherwise mm. known as the Quetzalcoatlus. Okay. They, yeah, they've been found, and that was very interesting to read that Aztecs, you know, had something going on with the pterodactyls. I had no idea. This was all new yeah, to me. Yeah, who knew? And but they've found a fully intact pterodactyl as far north as Texas in 1971. Hmm. But the uh, the Aztecs they described these um, pterodactyls as their flying feather the flying serpents that are all feathered, and they consider them deities. Um, uh-huh. Yes, so they kind of they feared it and they considered it a, a bird of terror, but they still. They still, uh, they still worshipped it in a way, considering that it was, you know, a god of some right. sort. Right. But remember that the Thunderbirds are this of of the northern tribes are the same symbols that are on top of those totem poles, um, within different tribes in the northern territories. But the discrepancies hmm. occurs as to whether the Yakima believed that the Pacanaho is a threat to them or not, and you have to question how they see this cryptid. You know, as the as it is, they're they're thinking because they identified it as the diatrima gastronis that they had, you know, being the Pacaho was an actual species that lived during the Paleocene epic. Okay. okay. And <clears throat> when they did chemical analysis of a a fully intact skeleton of that bird, the gastronis, they, that they found in Wyoming in 1916, they the data that they collected suggested they were herbivores. So that you know they weren't they weren't necessarily into eating us. They were more you know right. peaceful, very peaceful. Right, like so, a tomato. Yes, <laughs> rather than uh, humans. Spinach. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to you know <laughs> versus the man-eating legends of birds that even come out of uh, you know other cryptid descriptions or those those cassowaries down in New Guinea and on Australia. You know they're actual birds that are very reptilian looking and they will run at you and rip you open oh like oh my god oh my god what nigel what is that what oh my god what is it i told you who let it in here who let it in here i told you not to bring them oh my could you feed him (laughs) go go feed him and put him back i think i think it wandered off are going to have to call the don't let him run amok. Control. All right. Um, don't sorry. let him run amok. Oh jeez. Hi. 
Nigel, uh, we got get some we got some issues in the stu- in the studio, so we'll try to get that under control. Uh, we're gonna go to a uh, short break, and we'll we'll come Somebody back and call in, animal control. In just a My moment. Trying to. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a comment or question about something you heard on this podcast? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at nigelandnatty at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling spunky, you could call our podcast message line in the U.S. 303-731-6104. 303-731-6104. Please leave us a specific message and we may include it in a future episode. So we've got another cryptid to talk about, and this one is feared by many, uh, and it's easy to understand why. Um, Tell us. us. And of course, this this would be the chupacabras, or the chupacabra, or the chupacabras, el el chupacabras, or something like that. Yeah. And uh, some of you may not know, like uh, the the meaning that the the it, it is Spanish, uh, but you might not necessarily know that. Uh, I think I think a lot of people are familiar with that word or have heard it, but may, might not be familiar with the the meaning, which is okay. So, so it's a Spanish origin. The word is uh, chupacabra, so that comes from chupar to suck, and cabra is a goat so goat sucker is, <laughs> is the, yeah this is basically what it Not does you know? at goats but they will <laughs> come at you yeah 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 so if you have goats or uh or other livestock if you have cows or chickens or pigs or you Ducks. know whatever it might be yeah, yeah you're gonna want to you know keep an eye and Keep an eye on them, uh, just because uh, there have been reports of uh, the chupacabras uh, victimizing these animals and leaving them bloodless and Ew. just, just it's hard to it? it's hard to explain. You know, it's um. What does it look like? Well, it's interesting because there are varying uh, descriptions. Uh, of you know, of this of the characteristics, um, but I'll start with the more, I guess, earthly uh, uh, manifestations, <laughs> uh, which is which is dog-like. It's very de- distinctly canine, and lots of people. Uh, if you, I'm sure, if you've if you've Googled this and looked for images, I'm sure you've seen. Uh, you know, you can uh, see people who have reported seeing this thing is like, ah, that's the chupacabra. I, you know, I've caught it on camera or you've seen images of it. And, um, and it does, and it does look like a dog. It's just a, uh, it's all it is, you know, a dog with mange is, you know, it's like mange. a lot of, it's mange. <laughs> this is the thing was, well, it's, it's like, doesn't have, uh, this is not something you want to go out and pet. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't have any hair, so it's a hair, hairless dog. So this one one explanation for that would be this kind is, of this like is a those, those minion-like cats. <laughs> yeah, could yeah, exactly. Like the, doc, the, the Doctor Evil. Evil. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Doctor yeah. Evil. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like that kind of a thing. And, you know, people have, there's a, there, there have been actual bodies. Um, I think on the, uh, if you go, if you see, if you look at the, uh, history channel, uh, series on YouTube, you can see the, like on monster quest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
um, you can see what these things look like. And some people have like captured them and killed them under the, there's one stuck under the guy's, uh, uh, porch and he shot yeah. it and, <laughs> yeah. and they did tests on it and things, but uh, I don't think sure. they were. Yeah. But this, you know, so it's, this is one, you know, manifestation care. Uh, this is their, they're distinctly dog like, and these are the ones that are generally, I'm going to say generally because I, I, you know, you could always do more research on it, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's are, these are ones that have been reported, uh, in the Southern U S and in Mexico. Um, but then there's also another, another type of chupacabras mm -hmm. that is, very distinct from this canine creature we're talking about. So this is, um, and this is, these are site, these are, these are been, uh, uh, reported in specifically in, uh, Puerto Rico. Okay. And this, uh, this, this version is more otherworldly It is definitely like an alien type of creature. Again with the aliens, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's they are responsible it's, for everything. Yeah. <laughs> they're vis they're visiting. They're here. They're visiting um, our planet with evil. Yeah. So this 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 chupa this version of the chupacabras is like is got an is like an alien is kind of kangaroo thing. It's got a like it's hopping around. Some people oh. have reported, <laughs> and it has spikes all along its back. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's just really. Um, it's just no. it's it's beyond beyond uh yeah you just, you just don't want to run into one of these things no, <laughs> especially, especially if you're a cattle hot. yeah especially if you're a cattle rancher i don't know if there are, there may have been i think there have been may have been some reports where they're trying to go after humans but i think mainly yes. they're they're interested in sucking all the blood out of your livestock <laughs> so okay um, okay and um have they have they tried but they don't have any corpses of these particular hopping not crusts. that not that i know of not that i know of i think it's just eyewitness reports mostly they're you know they're like drawings of you know sketches and things like that but i don't i don't think there's any other they ev the evidence <laughs> they don't have bodies i don't think um hmm. but the consistent thing whether it's the dog-like creature or the more alien type, the 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 one thing that is consistent is mm -hmm. how what what it's doing to their to to the victims. Uh, so it's again, they're not being eaten. The animals are not being eaten. It's mostly like you know cows, goats, pigs, chickens, things like mm -hmm. this, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And their bod their bodies are left you know, un relatively untouched, right? They're the thing is it's like they're drained of blood and they have, you know, varying uh puncture wounds. You know, so something is sucking the blood out of it. Well that that sounds more like a vampire. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean You know, vampire folklore. Yeah. Because Which, there's no there is no natural predator. You know, if they were trying to blame a natural predator, be it mountain lion, uh, a bird of prey, that would that would leave. I mean, they they're they're yeah. pretty much happy to grab a a, a body and, and run. Yeah. And say, mm, yeah, delicious meal, yum yum, yum, yum. Yeah. and then they, you wouldn't, you know, <clears throat> but you wouldn't see like there, and and it's very, and it's in some cases, in the case of Puerto Rico in 1995, there was a whole, there was a a lot of sightings, and there were a lot of animals in the same general area, I think that that were uh, that had been killed by this thing, and, and just it, just something about it is a little bit. Uh, a little bit off. And even if it were a hoax by men, you know, by men or teenagers, whatever, it doesn't, I, you know, you, you hear about those things in, in Boulder around Halloween, mm. people go after it, but they don't go after entire herds of animals. Right. Even men. Right. 
Okay, that's odd. So that's maybe odd. there maybe there's more than one of these things, <laughs> these chupacabras, <laughs> or it's just hops yeah. very fast. And <laughs> like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine how it goes about you know slaughtering all these animals. Well, yes, because I mean, in in herd animals, whether it's cows, pigs, sheep, you know, whatever, something gets spooked, the rest of the herd is going to run away. Right. You know exactly. Why? Why then would that would it then come? You know, pile them up, and it's kind of what you're <clears> describing, I yeah. think. Yeah. And leave leave the the bodies untouched. Ooh. Yeah, it is. Uh, that is the mysterious uh, uh, thing about the the chupacabras, and that's what uh, what makes it uh, a cryptid. What makes it a so they, they a have mystery. it. Ha, well, you said that they had actual bodies in the U.S. You know these farmers. Yeah, they may be like coyotes or wolves or a you know a hybrid. But have these... have they gone in and done the DNA testing? Uh, I think I've seen that they, they have done some testing and just sort of indeterminate, like, uh, they haven't been able to track it to any one particular species from what Mm -hmm. I understand. Just, you know, their, their, their conclusion is just like unidentified hair, you know, (laughs) from a hair, (laughs) taking a hair sample and just, you know, oh yeah, coyote, or they'll just say like, oh, it's a coyote with mange, you know, and then they'll leave it at that. But it's like, that doesn't go far enough. No, yeah. coyote does not just no leave the animal bloodless. <laughs> yeah, right, mm. exactly. So, mm-hmm. so well, yeah, mm. we may we may never know. We may never know. I don't know. So, if you're cattle rancher, yes, we may have to head there. down to uh, someplace Mexico and do some more for the, some more research. I think is yes. uh, called for. <laughs> Yeah. Camera's ready. Yeah. Obviously something to maintain the body. <laughs> yeah. Or you're going to yeah. take it out. We're, we're special we'll, equipment will be needed. Uh, documentation, you know, your film bare equipment. hands, Michael. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All that is needed is your bare I'm not, hands. Well, so, I don't know. I'm going to be touching these things. <laughs> <laughs> because the mange is definitely more of a threat than, yeah. than anything, but you would yeah. protect me, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. Oh, of yeah. course. Of course. Yes, of course. Yes. well we have one more cryptid and it's arguable whether you can even call it a cryptid i guess we'll i'll let you explain that next uh natty uh but we're going to take one more less one one last short break and we'll come right right back with our final cryptid of this episode so stay tuned SMT is a member of the Travelog Media Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider supporting our work with a purchase from the online shop at Spring. You can find that link in the show notes. And as a special thanks to listeners on International Podcast Day, we're offering a 10% discount on all merch on the online shop through September 30th. Just enter the promo code IPD10 at checkout. Offer expires October 1st. Nigel, we are back from break. All right, Natty. Natty, tell us about this next cryptid, or is it? Is it, or isn't it? Yes, that's the question. And it's interesting because this this cryptid uh, highlights the point in case about them that they're supposed to be creatures whose existence has yet to be or can't be completely proven. And the Okapi is on a rare list of cryptids because it was once a true cryptid, but then moved to actual species because they literally were undiscovered or considered extinct. Kind of like the Komodo dragon. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know them. Yes. The Komodos. They They're lovely. Are. Yes. Large lizards that <laughs> will eat you. So it was once considered a cryptid until 1910 when the Lieutenant Stein Van Hansbroek caught one and killed one of the the giant lizards, but when he brought it back, the people still were not convinced that this was an actual thing. They were like, what, what is it? It could be an alligator. We don't know. What will it take to convince them? 
It, it took Douglas Burton coming back with three specimens, one of which, again, was dead, but because he brought back two other ones that were living and he was able to introduce them into the Bronx Zoo, then people were like, oh, yay, it's, it's really a thing. It's a thing. If it's and in the Bronx it's Zoo, a it's a thing, yeah. Okay. I guess you need that accolade <laughs> in the animal kingdom. Yeah. Once you've made it to the yeah. Bronx, you made it. You're good. Yeah, you made it as an animal species. So, so like Komodo. <laughs> New York. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, now you're boy. right. You're talking now. You're talking yeah. my language, right? All right. So, so like the Komodo, the okapi is this giraffe zebra thing. That literally has the head of a brown giraffe with no spots and the uh, like a kind of squish body with the legs and back end of a zebra. Wait, say that again. Can you say that again? Yes, back the, back end. The, the, the back end. It's oh. butt. It's ass. <laughs> it's the ass of a zebra. The zebra. <laughs> zebra right. zebra yeah. butt. So, so they are, and they are, they are very unusual looking and no one believed that they were a real thing until 1901 when enough specimens had been brought back to Europe. They, they needed a little herd, like a little mini herd to be convinced that it wasn't just some fluke. Oh right. yes. There's like 10 of them. We believe you now. Yeah. What it takes to, to convince people that these things are real is, is actually kind of it's yeah. kind of weird. Um, but although the Okapis were known of through eyewitness accounts and drawings as early as 1887, they were considered just folklore. And some early explorers even described them as deformed donkeys. You know. Um, they do have aspects of donkeys. They're, <laughs> their, their body with like a rat head. Yeah. <laughs> you just really have to see this thing. It's, uh, it's, quite, it's quite unbelievable. Okay. Coat of many colors. Says Dolly Parton. Anyway, so today these animals can only be found in the wild in the Democratic Republic of the Congo of Central Africa. And apparently the area is so dangerous still to travel in with the poachers and some of the social issues that are that kind of plague the area that have known to be to plague the area trying to stop the poachers and the warring. It's still a rare phenomenon to see a wild okapi. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not and, gonna go on any uh okapi safaris anytime soon, so no, don't don't hold your breath. Dangerous. No, dangerous Nigel. Mm -hmm. So yes, so and they, you know, and at one point there were two areas in Africa. The other one was uh, they were na also native to the Simaluki Sim Valley in Uganda, but there they were completely hunted into extinction. But we're mm -hmm. lucky here in the states because there are several zoos that have okapis in their menagerie of animals, and the Denver Zoo is one of them. Denver, yeah. Denver. All right, we're going. Yes. You, you we're going yes, to go I'm, see I'm, one of these things for ourselves, right? You really have to yeah, see it so to believe it. You do, and and we'll get pictures. Yeah, we could get pictures. I think. Yeah, I'm looking at Which, a picture. I still, I still almost don't believe it, but. Uh, there but zoo, we will oh, have a picture of us with a, an okapi. It will. Okay. Will come to fruition. Stay right. tuned. Right. Stay tuned. Yes, for the world tour of Natty. Our glorious world tour. You just, just you wait, <laughs> just you wait. Yes. So you know, and even I mean, and the Denver Zoo. It's so much fun. But the giraffes. I see. This is one creature that I would not be afraid of because giraffes, from my experience, are very docile and curious animals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that. Very curious. You remember that big albino, that one, that gigantic albino giraffe that was at the Denver Zoo? I have some vague recollection. I don't. Yes, I didn't yes, see yes. it. I remember hearing about it. It was one of my favorite things to to see at the Denver Zoo all the time. And the giraffe, you know, he came over because in the winter they put them all in inside the giraffe house, as they call it. And the thing was standing there and walked over, and I was like, "Oh, it's coming closer! Wonderful!" Swings its head over the wall, and everybody is now looking at me as if this giraffe is going to eat my face <laughs> because it. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know when you went to the zoo that day. <laughs> I was going to get up close and personal. store for you. <laughs> with a giraffe. And their heads are huge. I didn't realize because they're so tall. <laughs> they look all small, right? Just yeah. like this giraffe head on this okapi looks, well, it looks like a giraffe head. But, I mean, I guess it does look a little bit bigger since the neck is 
shorter. You really have to mm-hmm. see these, these these things, people. But you anyway, really so this thing swings its head over. I'm looking at it, and I can see my reflection in the eyes of these gigantic giraffe eyes with their long eyelashes. And yes, they're very long. And at first, I was like, all right, this is cool. You know, yes, I, I would like to pet you. Until its tongue came out. And I think it was trying to lick my face. I, Were you frightened? I don't know. Was it frightening? <laughs> A little bit because it was this big black tongue the size of my arm. <laughs> and my arm was, oh, was it, is, it, it was black? Yes. Yes. Really? It was like this I could even see it was so close. I could see the texture oh my God. of this tongue in my face. Giraffe tongue in your face. In and, my face. And you're how you're you know, how old I, at this point? You're still I was seventeen years old. Okay. <laughs> I was 17 and this, yeah. And I didn't, you know, I mean, I would have let it lick me, but then I didn't know if they're like dogs and you know, you don't want dogs licking your face for obvious reasons. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) So there was a moment. It was a moment in time. Yeah. So giraffe giraffe licking is uncharted territory. It was was a big tongue, but it didn't eat my face. And so I feel like, you know, if we did, CNO copy, we would not have to worry about it like, say, you know, the chupacabras, which again, there's another animal, <laughs> or not chupacabras, but the, the Tasmanian tigers. Oh, okay. I didn't even mention that. That's, that's what was my whole point in all of this roundabout way, was that <laughs> you, know, you have these cryptids that, that start out as a cryptid, become an actual species. Sometimes you have species that become cryptids because they could become extinct much like the tasmanian tiger but on cnn as early as august they came out with a report saying hey we've seen we think we've seen the Tasmanian tigers i don't know if you've seen those but they're like these wolf fox cat zebra Mm. things Mm. again with the zebras i think the zebras are running amok in the animal kingdom what are the zebras doing (laughs) what are they doing that their stripes are all over, right? They're all over but the place. In, you know, the, those, yes, they are. And the last known Tasmanian tiger was, uh, or the, uh, what is that? The Thilo, Thilo, I don't, I cannot remember. Thylocene. Thylocene. Yeah. <clears throat> One of those scenes. If you're on the scene, you know the what scenes. I'm talking about. I do know what they're talking about. <laughs> and they're, at least their stripes are not on their butt. But, <laughs> but, but the last What's wrong with stripes on your can, butt? I mean. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess they all, they're only just wanting to protect their ass. I, I guess right? that's really ultimately what it's about. Let's camouflage it's our butts, everybody. Yeah, it's we defense. can blend it's in with our heads. It's a defense mechanism, yeah. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> But the last living one was died out in 1936, and because they are now this, they they have become a mythical creature. Really, they have. If they get reintroduced because somebody had one hiding away in their basement because they wanted to save oh, the Tasmanian no. tigers, oh no, it, it could happen. It could happen. But, Say it in. But anyway, but and then all of a sudden now they're just releasing them everywhere. Release the hounds. Released. <laughs> Is that what's yeah. going on? It's like some sort of mad scientist experiment, or what? Well, take a look at the <laughs> take a look at the Tasmanian tiger, and yeah. then take a look at your chupacabras. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, maybe what people are seeing are not chupacabras. Maybe they are Tasmanian tigers hmm. with mange. Hmm. You, know, you mentioned mange, and and then you have something that has come out of extinction thus you know back and forth there's i think there's a gray area as to you know when an animal can become a cryptid or come out of cryptid hood <laughs> cryptid hood cryptid hood yes <laughs> you thought you had seen the last of us but we're coming back we're coming back into legit species we're, we're legit we're coming back and we are hungry we, we might want to eat you we might they but might. With giraffes, in the case of Okapis, I'm, yeah, I'm convinced. No, they're, they're I'm not, like... I don't feel threatened. No, not at all. 
See, yeah. but the existence of the Okapi is so representative of the idea that while cryptozoology is considered by many a fluff, non-science-based school of theory, it really isn't. Cryptozoology is a full science fact research. You know, it's based on these things and much less science fiction than people actually label it. Cryptozoology is legit, people. Come on. Legit. It is. It's legit. legit. It's for real. So legit. Just keeping it real. Yeah. We're just keeping it real. And it's been so real. And uh, there, we could go on and on and on about uh, uh, all <laughs> kind of cryptids. Like, because there's so many. There is an encyclopedia of cryptids. And you, you have a copy of this, as I uh, I do as I have it. it is, I do. It is, the, it is literally <clears throat> the Encyclopedia of Cryptozoology, a global guide. Yeah. So that it, it covers all things around the world by Michael Newton. So it is our, it is our it's, Bible. It's legit. It's not fluff. It, there's tons no. of these animals that some we can we can tie we can back explain to explain a little bit about, and some others we just we have no idea. <laughs> really, so, <laughs> so I don't know. And but so, so if yeah, so stay tuned for if you if yes. you're uh, if you're interested in in these animals and other other. Paranormal uh, subjects, you know, you're gonna want to stay tuned to our podcast SMT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look for show notes to all the links, photos, and articles of cryptids mentioned in this episode, and strap yourselves in for our next installment because we're gonna be setting sail for all things ghost adventuring just in time for Halloweeny. <laughs> But we, we will we hope you'll join us for that episode and uh but please 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 whatever you do do not like subscribe share no. on your f- favorite social media platforms and podcasting Never. platforms don't do it just we, we don't, don't do it we don't want, we're not gonna have it no you just you just gonna just need to um Walk just gonna need people. to stay tuned right yes stay tuned stay tuned listen um, up that's right. You said it. Yes, I know. All right. So, Natty, I think uh, I think we're out, right? Are we out? Are we out? Sure. All right. We're, we're out. Dance our, our fannies off. <laughs> we can dance like Okapis. We can leave our friends <laughs> behind. Friends behind. <laughs> if your friends sports. don't dance like Okapis, then no, uh, no friends of no mine. Mine either. <laughs> <None>. All right. <laughs> Peace, y'all. We're out.